Today on Watching Your Wealth, we'll look at the top retirement mistakes folks make and why even though you're wealthy, why you should apply for financial aid for your child. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Advice for making, keeping, and protecting your money. Coming up, why you should submit a FAFSA for your college-aged child. But first, a look at the top retirement mistakes folks make. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth while you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Ken Weber is the president of Weber Asset Management, and he's here to tell us about the top financial mistakes folks make in retirement. Welcome, Ken. Hey, good to be here, Veronica. Thank you. My pleasure. I love the title of the book. Ken, we're all about helping folks make smarter choices with with their money here at Watching Your Wealth. And I really wanted to chat with you as you've spoken with thousands of investors and interviewed them about the mistakes they've made with their money. So we're counting on you to tell us about some of those mistakes and what we should be doing instead. So one of the first mistakes you said is trying to forecast the direction of the market. Tell us about that. You know, it's true. Uh, I've spoken to thousands of investors as a registered investment advisor, and there are certain themes that you see, smart people, sophisticated people, not so smart, not so sophisticated. Everybody makes sort of the same mistakes. One of the biggest is uh, people call me, Ken, what's the market going to do this week, this month, this year? I'll give them an answer, but I'll always say, but really, I don't know, you don't know, they don't know, meaning no one knows. Nobody knows. We can take educated guesses, and if if you put your money uh, based on what you think the market's going to do or what some expert thinks the market's going to do, that's our road to problems later on. I always say when it comes to market timing, the worst thing that can happen is if you're right. Why do I say that? Because then you think you can do it. (laughs) You get a little overconfident. Right, right. And the next time you get out at the wrong time or you get in at the wrong time, uh, you really want to have a long-term disciplined approach to investing. It seems like a bit like betting if you're always trying to time the market. It's hard to get it right. But at the same time, is there a place at all in people's portfolios? For example, I'm hearing uh, some financial advisors talk about you know the tactical piece of their portfolio. So maybe maybe 10% of your portfolio is sort of play money, so to speak, and you use that to maybe take some if, bets on stocks or, or do you think that's right. not such if, a good if you want to label plain money that's fine let me just point out my partners jack bowers who writes fidelity monitor newsletter uh the hulbert financial digest which is a dow jones publication by the way all right you're familiar with that um they they recently ranked him as number one for the last 25 years in risk-adjusted return. Actually, he dropped to number three for 25 years. But the point is, beat the market for 25 years, but there's only a handful of people who've been able to do it. How did we do it? Without any sort of uh, market timing. Yes. So it, it, we just a, don't think it's possible long term. I agree with you. I'm just playing devil's advocate here because right. I think there's plenty of people out there who do like that kind of gambling or a little bit that risk taking tons. tons. But, you know, right. more often right. than not, to your point, more often than not, that doesn't end in a happy place. Right. Right. <laughs> right. right. So let's talk about this. Being too aggressive or too conservative, um, given your stage of life. I want to talk about the being too conservative right. because I happen to know a fair amount of people who are actually so afraid, still freaked out with everything that's happened in the economy, nervous about the market, nervous about you know the, the central bank having injected so much liquidity, all these things right. that they want to just hang out in cash. and But that could be a risk too. It's a big risk because you lose purchasing power. And all those things just mentioned, that's a form of market timing. Mm. Going back to question number one, mm-hmm. you know, is this a good time to be in? Is this a good time to be out? Um, no, the stock. This is capitalism, and capitalism long term does well. Right. 
Not every quarter, not every year, but long-term, and I'm not allowed to guarantee anything, of course. but long-term history shows that uh, over 5, 10, 15 years, you do very, very well. You're young. Thank People you. can't see you. You're young. <laughs> I <laughs> and, try. And I know a lot of your colleagues, oh, yeah. people your age, are very hesitant to invest. Big mistake. When they get to be in their 50s and 60s, they're going to say, what was I thinking? It's, it's hard, though, because you've seen, you know, my generation have seen two big economic busts, so to speak. We saw the dot-com, and then we saw a wait, and it was and a beautiful And what happened? Touch. That's exactly right. Things what have happened? bounced back, right? Absolutely. That's right. If you Absolutely. stayed in a good program of good no-load mutual funds, which yeah. is what we use, uh, they've all bounced back, and then some, and then quite a bit some. So, you know, so I've got time on my side. But what about somebody who's a boomer, so to speak? They've you know, they're young still, but maybe they're in their 50s or 60s and they're not feeling they have that much time to risk losing out. And so they're staying on the sidelines. What do you say to them? How do they get courage to invest? All right. I'm I'm one of the first boomers. Okay. All right. (laughs) In my 60s. Good thing. And uh, I tell people, you know, uh, if you're. Let's say if you're 75, and I tell people who want to be conservative, and I say, you know, do you ever watch uh, Al Roker in the morning, and he's wishing Billy Mae Smith uh, 101st birthday wishes? Mm-hmm. You know, if she had, if that Billy Mae Smith had a, a crystal ball that was perfectly functioning, and she looked in it at her 75th birthday, the, that crystal ball would say, your money has to last another quarter century. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. That's if you're 75. Mm-hmm. So if you're 65 and in decent health, you still have to invest for decades, mm-hmm. for decades. You don't know when you're going to die. My colleagues in the medical industry keep making my life more difficult <laughs> as an investment advisor because the- Living to 100. Exactly. Yeah. More and more people are living longer, and you've got to make your money last longer. So you've got to take a little bit more risk in your portfolio that maybe you're not super comfortable- You're taking risk short term. Short term. But you're t- actually taking less risk if you're in the stock market, the U.S. stock market, broadly diversified globally. You're taking less risk- in terms of purchasing power, long term. That's really important. Keeping too aggressive, are still people still doing some of that these days? You're very perceptive. <laughs> Actually, you're right. There's a lot less of that yeah. after the two big busts uh-huh. of the last uh, ten years or so. But uh, I'll still see it, especially people who are older in my demographic mm-hmm. who want to quote catch up. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So whether you're very young or very old, you can't let emotions or fear or greed rule what you're doing. You have to either sit down with by yourself, read a good book like mine or many of the others that are <laughs> out plug. there, or or uh, work with a financial professional to get rid of the emotion and say, here's where you are. Here's where together we're going to get you in the next 5, 10, 15 years. That's how you do it, by having a plan. I think having a plan, and to your point, having an outside person who isn't going to be emotional about your money helping you, I think, is really important. Sometimes people say to me, well, you know, you charge a fee, and what do I get for that? I don't guarantee they're going to beat the market, of Mm -hmm. course. Uh, Our clients knock on Formica. (laughs) (laughs) They've done well over the long term, but we can't guarantee that. But I do say... You should think of part of the fee you pay us is the insurance policy against doing something stupid. Yeah, yeah. Be that person they call before they accidentally or right. or intentionally hit sell when they shouldn't be hitting or sell buy or they buy. buy. Right? They met somebody yeah. at the party or they got a piece of mail that says you've got to buy XYZ Corporation because it's about to explode. Right, right. Well, you know, that's a really important mistake, sort of not falling for some of these hot tips that you hear at the cocktail party or, you know, back in the day, I remember hearing people talk about oh, my cab driver told me to buy this stock. Tell us about that. People used to hear it. Uh, cab drivers, shoeshine people, 
there is less of that now, but there's much, something that's much worse that's out there, <clears throat> and that is the marketing people, the professional people who mm. write these uh, 10, 15, 20-page marketing letters. They have lists of people, mostly older folks, mm. and they are written for one purpose only, to separate you from your money by telling you you have to invest in this type of investment before it's too late. Right. And I've had clients say, well, Ken, look at this. This makes so much sense. So they'll get this in the mail. They'll Somebody, get this in the okay, mail, right? Uh-huh. People your age will get less of that mm-hmm. because you're not on those same lists. Uh-huh. You haven't been investing. But people who are in their 50s and over, okay. they get a lot of this stuff still. That's the most dangerous because it's written by pros and they know how to touch uh, the right buttons, push the right Sounds buttons. Sounds convincing. Yeah. So if you get something like that, discard it or, or what are you saying? Discard you know? it immediately. Immediately, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You know, the same writer who wrote it that this is a bad time to invest – Two weeks later, we'll be hired by somebody else to say it's a great time to invest. Mm, yikes. Okay. Yeah. People got to keep that in mind. Last point I want to get to with you is this whole idea of, again, talking about you know not focusing on the short term, keeping a long-term perspective. If you could give us one tip on how people can keep their eye on that long term, what would you say? Well, my little phrase that I use uh, is you should look at the stock market through a telescope and not a microscope. Ah, okay. Yeah. Like you know, that. people call in my office and say, Ken, what's the market doing today? And if, if I'm in a certain mood, I'll say, I don't know and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you said that when I was younger. I say that less now. But it's true. What happens if the market's down, you know, the Dow is down 100 points? Do I buy? Do I sell? Mm. Uh, it's meaningless. It's just, as we call them, the business, static or, hmm. static or noise. You want to know what's done for the quarter maybe or the year. Uh, what's happening day by day, week by week, month by month is irrelevant to your long-term goals. Got to focus on your goals and what's good for your financial Take the plan. long-term view all the time. Great. Telescope, not a microscope. All right. Good tip. Thanks so much for joining us, Ken. Coming up, one reason you should apply for financial aid for your college-aged child. But first, a quick word. Hi, this is Kevin Sintemong. This is Beth Cracklauer. Check us out on the Off-Duty Podcast. We talk about food, cocktails, cars, tech, watches, fashion, travel, all of the finer things in life. Check us out at wsj.com slash podcast. And become a subscriber on iTunes. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now. Watching Your Wealth. Welcome back to Watching Your Wealth. Even though you're wealthy, if you have a child in college, you should apply for financial aid. Do so by filling out the FAFSA, or Free Application for Federal Student Aid. If you have a FAFSA on file with your child's college, your child can get scholarships based on their grades and other achievements. And even though you're wealthy, you may receive aid if you have more than one child in college or if the school is very expensive. This has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.